every Green Diva needs a sidekick. At the Green Divas radio show, they're called Green Dudes. Time now for a deeper shade of green from a guy's perspective. Okay, well, it's always fun when I get a chance to talk to my favorite green dude, Green Divo, D-I-V-O, Mike Novak. Hi, Mike. Hi, Meg. <laughs> I know. You're like exasperated with me already. No, I'm not. I love you. I think you're great. Uh, I, I and, and I sometimes think I exasperate you because I of my insistence on spelling Devo, D-E-V-O. Oh, but, that's, uh, that's what it is because we are Devo. Right. Are we not green? <laughs> are we not green? Oh, my God. Oh, I'm looking at the radar here, and it looks like the storms have... And all the now, now it doesn't matter because you know you're recording this and it'll show up a couple of days. And, and I'm in Chicago anyway, and you're on the East Coast. So, but I'm at this moment looking at the radar and going, well, "Why isn't the rain going to come here? It seems yeah. like it's past us by right now." So. No, it, well, what is relevant, and I learned this with Lynn, was that your weather is going to be my weather tomorrow, usually. And um, we are in this weird black hole where storms come and they just go right around. They even break up and go right around us. We're like, wait, what? Wait. Well, you know, that happens sometimes in Chicago. And I do believe that sometimes it's due to the heat island effect. Oh. You know, your city's too big and uh, the storms don't like it and they go around. Yeah. Well, I don't live in that big of a city, you know, but whatever. Um, yeah, well, you're yeah, you're not in in New Wave, York. You're no, but you're near it. I'm too close. Anyway, <laughs> you're, you're too close. <laughs> too close. It depends on the day, you know. Yeah, and it depends if I'm driving or not. But well, um, see now, here's here's one of the cool things. Um, now I don't know if this is out your way, but I was looking up something today and stumbled across something else and what i discovered is that north american river otters have been discovered in cook county illinois which is where chicago is wow really and you wouldn't expect north american river otters to be here and there's the photo and they've been spotted and in fact they actually tagged one of them so now they can kind of track it and see if it's hobnobbing with its fellow otters (laughs) <laughs> um, and otters are like the coolest things ever. I love otters. And apparently they're kind of at, yeah. I mean, I know that, you know, you don't think of them as the top of the food chain because they're not, but they're at the top of some sort of ecological uh, chain Yes. Where, where they're an indicator species. Basically, they indicate if you got an otter, you're, you're doing pretty well that your, your waters are getting cleaner and right. they're like providing the enough uh, habitat for them and that sort of thing. They're like the opposite of the canary in the coal mine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if you have a live otter, you have a healthier ecosystem. And in Chicago, so and, and actually this, the article that took me to that one was in an article about how osprey sightings yes. have been happening also in Cook County. So... We must be doing something right over here, even though, it, you know, what it feels like is rampant development and yeah. growth, yeah. as always, because that's one of the things we do best in America is mm-hmm. destroy natural habitats and put suburbs up. Right. But apparently something's working right there because we've got ospreys and otters, and they both begin with O. 
So the bee, the bees are suffering though, because and I don't mean the bees. I mean the butterfly starts with the bee, because that was something you were you and I were going to talk about. That the the monarchs are really yeah. I have not seen one. You asked me, and I said I yeah, I did, and because uh, I haven't seen one. So we're July, middle of July here, and. Um, I haven't seen a monarch, and what makes me worry about that is that uh, I, I'm, I think, have we talked monarchs before? I think we might have, because mm-hmm. I, I sort of follow what they do, um, yeah. meaning that I'm interested in the species, um, I'm interested in its decline, and I, I, I interview people who are trying to bring monarchs back, and of course the, the best thing you can do is just plant milkweed. Um, and people go, oh, milkweed, that's a weed, uh, which is a you know, really terrible name for a plant because yeah. people won't plant it if it's called a weed. Mm-hmm. But it's what's going to save our monarch butterfly, which is probably the most iconic, well, it's one of the most iconic insect species uh, in the world. And aren't, aren't butterflies pollinators also? And we do need to be concerned about pollinators other than bees, right? Yeah, there's all kinds of pollinators. Now, I don't know how effective monarchs are. That's one of the things, actually, that would be a good thing for me to research. You know, various, uh, yeah, but, yeah, bees are not the only pollinators out there. Um, But monarchs are unique in that they're the only migratory butterfly. Right. That they they travel, you know, they, they... occur in North America as far north as, I believe, Nova Scotia. Um, and the, so if they're starting there and going to Mexico, which is where they overwinter, uh, that's like 3,000 miles. That's amazing to me. I know. And, and what's even more amazing is that there are several generations during the summer. And those generations aren't designed to make that journey. Hmm. It's the final generation that somehow nature has instilled in, in them the capacity to fly two or 3,000 miles to Mexico uh, over winter, yeah. then start the journey back. What's weird is, and they don't, I mean, it's not like they have a long lifespan. Like you said, it's the third generation, right? right yeah, the, the, the ones that are, um, I don't know which generation it is uh, here in uh, in the summer, that is the one. But one of the, one of those generations, it might be the third or fourth, yeah. is suddenly the one that's. They are the chosen ones, the chosen <laughs> monarchs, and they are the ones that that make the journey. Um, well, I... Now, part and part of what what has me concerned is uh, that obviously we're doing a lot of developing, as I mentioned earlier, of yeah. lands. So yeah. we're destroying habitat. We are using. Uh, things like Roundup Ready corn and soybeans, which means oh. that you can use Roundup or glyphosate, which mm-hmm. is the active ingredient, on these corn fields and soybean fields, and it kills the milkweed but doesn't kill the corn and the soybeans. So now it's much easier to destroy milkweed. Mm-hmm. So even the Obama administration has gotten into it, and last year, you know, passed a – or, or ad, I, I don't think it was – a a bill, but a, an act, yeah. uh, you know, got uh, trying to establish a corridor from place. Minnesota to Texas where milkweed is planted along national highways. Uh, and a lot of states are doing that right now. A lot of states are, are working. Uh, well, Illinois has I, efforts to do that. I remember, 
I don't know, it was last, not this past, but the year before Earth Day. We were in Chicago. We got to meet you. We had a lot of fun out there with Karen Calabrese and a bunch of interesting folks. But one of the things we did was we went to that Peggy... Notabart Museum, right, Thank Nature you. Museum. Yeah, and we met with Doug Terran, who was doing a lot of work. He runs the – they have a butterfly sanctuary, which is just amazing. And we got some film of that. But he also talked to us specifically about some projects he was doing to tell, help try to – and I believe it had to do with monarchs in particular, right? Uh, well, he's – I don't know. He's interested in a lot of different species. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, when he's on my show – yeah, right. Uh, he, you know, he'll he'll be talking about some species that is in a fen uh, in northwest of Chicago, and that's the only place you can find it. And like, it's pretty particular stuff. He yeah. can be. Um, yeah, but you focused know, on that. speaking of uh, name dropping species, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you asked me if I had seen a monarch before we started talking. I thought, oh yes, I did, and then I went and looked at a picture and realized it's not. What I saw was a tiger swallowtail. Tiger swallowtail. Yeah, yeah I feel really special about that. Well, they're fun. I mean, swallowtails are cool because uh, you know the tiger swallowtail will. Um, It'll feed on dill. So if you're growing dill and you see all those caterpillars, you, you know you have a choice. You can yeah. save the dill or save the butterflies. Yeah, yeah. And I and I and I always opt for the butterflies. Yeah, I would too. Yeah, because and, and the and the caterpillars are gorgeous too. They're just they're wonderful. Well, you know, my dill has remained uncaterpillared and butterflied, and I'll tell you why. Because I went to my favorite, which by the way, Martha Stewart goes to, and I just found that out. This uh, organic herb farm up here called Well Sweep Farm. Okay. Where I don't often get my act together and plant seedlings, so I just go get the little plants when, you know. Little anyway. starter plants. Yeah. So I, I was like, oh, dill, right? I grabbed the dill, threw it in my thing, came home, planted it, and I'm like, hmm, it's really kind of weird looking dill. And <laughs> I, I picked some yesterday to make some egg salad, and I'm like, oh my God. This is gosh. This is fennel, which I, for some reason, have a huge uh, disdain for fennel. I just don't. Oh, really? Like, I do not like fennel, licorice, anything licorice. So oh, the out. Uh, thing. Okay. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so that's why I'm not getting any caterpillars. Yeah, there's no caterpillars because it's not dill. Well, you know, fennel and dill, they they do kind of look similar. Yeah, yeah, they do. There's a little similarity there. Awesome. And and the other thing that happens at garden centers, as you know, is things get mislabeled sometimes. And you right. think you're, you're getting one thing and it's quite another. And that well, does happen. Hey, I'm adventurous as the next gal, but I don't like that. And it was looking a little leggy and stocky. And I'm like, oh, it's kind of weird, you know. Oh, wow. uh, but let me get back real quick because yes. I know we're going to get getting to the end of this. Uh, back to the monarch butterfly because yes, please. You know, um, it it's it dropped the population dropped to all time lows uh, a couple of years ago, a couple of winters ago, right. and it's rebounded modestly over the last couple of years. And then this uh, past winter, the 2015-2016, um, the the reports out of Mexico were good, uh, and then. Right at the end of winter into March, there was a terrible storm. Mm. And it seems as if 
a lot of monarchs were killed. And they, the problem is the researchers don't, don't know how many were affected, and some are putting the numbers at between 30 and 50%. Oh, that's a lot. And then I see this article the other day about how drones, they've sent drones uh, over the, the area where the monarch finds refuge in the winter, mm-hmm. over the monarch butterfly reserve, and they've discovered whole patches of the forest that have been illegally logged. Oh, no. Now, how does that happen? Yeah, that's really not okay. <laughs> like like uh, 10 hectares or 25 acres of the Oyamo fir were gone. And that's, you know, the only way that happens is if there's uh, corruption. Yeah. Uh, and this is down or in Mexico? In, incompetence. It's you know it's one or the other. You can't you can't just yeah. have whole patches of forest disappear, disappear. because you got to have trucks. You got to have saws, chainsaws. I mean, come <laughs> on, give me a break. Yeah, yeah. That's really that's so. Lame. So between that, the you know well among all of it, which is the the pesticides we use and the loss of habitat and the illegal logging. And, and weather and climate change, yeah. um, another report I read said that there will be a quasi-extinction of the monarch within 20 years. Oh, that's sad. I used to love, I had, and do the monarch like the, is it Budleia, the butterfly bush? All butterflies like Budleia. Right? They do. I mean, and, 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 but I'm thinking now that I'm, you're alerting me to the different species, I'm thinking I see more tiger swallowtails. It's possible. You'll see a lot of butterflies. The interesting thing about the Budleia is it's not a native. It's from China. Is it? Okay. Hmm. And so butterflies love the nectar. Mm-hmm. They love, they go to the bush like crazy to, yeah. when the flowers are in bloom. Mm-hmm. But you won't catch any of them on it feeding on the leaves because they don't even recognize it as food. It's, it's so alien wow. to them. So, and unfortunately with Budleia, uh, it's been banned in some countries because it can be really invasive. I believe New Zealand, yeah. you, cannot, you cannot bring it in. Washington State has banned it. Uh, you know, uh, England, if you go to England, you'll find Budleia growing out of cracks in the walls, uh, uh, you know, on city streets. That's the way it was in my old house two houses ago. We had seven acres, and I had like a landscape uh, friend of mine who had a landscape garden company, and she said, Meg, can I kind of harvest some of these? Because nobody grows Budleia like you. I mean, it just loved my yard. And I let it go because, you know, it was blooming and happy, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, well, you know, and in places where it's not invasive, people say, I don't get it because I can't even get it to survive. But in certain climates, it will it will take over. It, it yeah. will run rampant. Yeah, like, like mint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like mint or, in my backyard, cup plant, which is a, um, a prairie plant, huh. and I, I planted it in my yard, and not only had, has it tried to take over my yard, I won't let it, but now it's growing in the alley, it's growing in neighbor's yards, <laughs> it's all over the place, and it started, ground zero is my backyard. That's funny, yeah. All right, so, so what, what can we do other than plant milkweed in that corridor? Well, you can plant milkweed anywhere because okay. that's the whole idea is that okay. you know, even when the, the monarch is uh, migrating north 
it needs to have milkweed because it spreads out. It doesn't just go on that corridor from Texas to Minnesota. Right. It goes east of that. Yeah. It, they call it the eastern monarch okay. because there's a western version, and that overwinters in California. All right. So what the, when they talk about the quasi-extinction, they're talking about the quasi-extinction of the eastern monarch. And when they say quasi-extinction, they mean basically that the numbers will never be as great as they were before. We had over a billion of them recorded in 1996-97, wow. all right? And that was down to like 35 million um, just a couple of years ago. Have you ever talked to John Platt, who writes the Extinction Countdown? No, yeah, I should. should. I'd yeah. love that. Sounds like that sounds like something for my show. What I thought of him when you started talking about otters, because I think he posts uh, posted something recently about otters. He his stories show up in Scientific American. Mm-hmm. This whole series, Extinction Countdown, and he's very fascinating. Very up-to-date on all a variety of species, and I'm, I don't know about butterflies, but I'm, I'm thinking... Well, I, I'm sure if he's doing extinction, you've yeah. you got to talk butterflies, because right. insects are such an important part of our fauna in the world, and yet most people, when, they're, when they don't just ignore them, they're actively trying to exterminate them. Yeah. Um, that's, that's crazy. That's just crazy stuff. Um, you know, they are as important as any species... Or any any group of animals on the planet. Well, they uh, do have their place, to be sure. Well, and and their biomass is so much greater than ours total. I mean, <laughs> there's yeah. so many more insects in the world than there are people. But what's this guy's name again? John Platt. P L A T T. Yes. And okay. I think on Twitter he's John R Platt for everybody <laughs> who's listening. And yeah, he's been on the show. In fact, I think I just did a. A segment with him on turtles and the state of turtles around the world. Oh, that's that's scary too. Poor turtles. Well, it's not all bad. That's the cool thing is he's also, you know, focusing on any of the uh, victories and and increases in species. Good. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad there are some. I know. Yeah. Uh, well, well, I'm gonna. I'm uh, now. You give me a suggestion for the show. Yeah. See. Well, Mike, it's always it's always fun to chat with you, and I learn something new every single time. Like the difference between a tiger swallowtail and a monarch. See, I didn't know that. <laughs> I thought I saw a monarch. Mike Green Devo D E V O. See, I did it right. Thank you. All right, guys, everybody, check out the Mike Novak show. Uh, tell everybody how they can find out more about your show and when. Why? Well, thank you for the plug. You bet. Uh, yeah, the Mike Novak show is on Sunday mornings uh, at 10 a.m. Eastern time. <laughs> how do you like that? Not um, pretty impressed. Yeah, really. I, I can figure out the difference between Central and Eastern. Yeah. Nine o'clock Central on Q4 Radio, which is dub 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 dot q u e numeral four dot org and you can catch it also streaming live on facebook at q4 radio uh and uh you know we talk a lot of the same kind of stuff yeah you do and mike's always got great guests and interesting topics and he's uh he's a good rant from now and on. it's time for you to be on the show so we're going to do that real soon all right then well thanks mike as always we'll talk to you soon All right. Take care, Meg. Want more information on this Green Dude segment and other ideas for low-stress green living? 
go to thegreendivas.com. That's T-H-E, greendivas.com.